0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station to talk giants, the fan one Oh one nine FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
1: benefits of working the overnight shift is when those waiver wires clear baby we're right here to scoop guys up now the problem is i got to manage three freaking teams here and i also got to manage a talk show but we could maybe do this together Uh, i'm just trying to hit the waiver wire uh a little bit And, and man some of my teams are under great duress right now with all the injuries that i'm facing you know how it is i mean we're all in the same boat together let me go see uh, real quick. All right, I'm going to take some calls and then I'll pretend to be listening to you and I'll also be hitting the waiver wire at the same time. Ah, crap. I already missed out on Cordero Peterson. Somebody picked him up and was ahead of me on the waiver How wire. How was he a free yeah, agent? Yeah, I know. Because this week. Even this week, he played. I know, dude. They. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. So I guess somebody is picking it up and it's not me because you know how they're yellow. It's green if they're available. Right. It means that he's been claimed on waivers and And you'll know in like two hours who got him. But could he still be on my roster or no? Yes. Oh, maybe I spoke too soon. So he is claimed he's not uh, available, which means he's been claimed. I did put in a claimer for him. We'll see uh, what happens. I need to pick up a kicker. Let's see. Would you drop Butker? I had, most kickers are interchangeable, yeah. I know. unless you have, like, Justin Tucker. I'm going to pick up the Cowboys kicker and drop Bucker. He stinks. Uh, all right, anyway, I'm not going to bore you with the details. I'll let somebody call and talk, and then I'll uh, just do it on my own. 877-337-6666. John is calling from Marlboro, New Jersey. What's up, John?
2: Hey, what's happening, Sal? How you doing? Good, John. How are you? All right, I'm hanging in there. Listen, first of all, I agree with the Hodson sucks chant. is is outdated. Stop. Okay,
1: fair enough. Enough.
2: You know, and I'm old enough I to remember like why. And, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, if you go to the garden, and I'm sure you do, and you look around, it, 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 they don't know what, what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> right. So, no, well, that's why so, you got to explain it. That's know, the fun of it. Yeah. Oh, listen, you know, I don't have the breath. I'm usually into the game. I mean, you're, right. you're doing that during intermission, but that's fine. That wasn't what I called about. Mm-hmm. The Giants, you know, we fought, we finally have a head coach. We finally have a general manager. You know, next next year, we only have $42 million in cash space if the article I read was correct. Okay? And we have to sign Saquon and Daniel Jones. At least for at least for next year, if we can. Right. So I don't know what the long-term, all the intricacies of the cap and everything is, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is, you know, we're so far away, at least you have a building block, though. I mean, Giants fans want to get a receiver this Yes. I wanted to receive her. Yes. But you know what? It wasn't. They wouldn't go and give the second round pick up, from what they're saying for Jerry Judy. Uh, you know what? They must have a plan.
1: Well, I don't. Yeah, of course they have a plan. Joe Shane has a plan. Brian Dable has a plan. I respect that the Giants didn't get sucked into the moment and go all in for an overachieving team. Now, the Giants are good
3: all right
2: whoa no we no, have we no. A motorcycles that was, a motor- that was a- yeah i'm in the car i'm on my way home yeah they
1: scare the hell out of me when they do that not only when i'm in the car oh, of course but is- even just now did that scare a hundred you too? Miles in
2: there, whatever
1: yeah i know be nah, careful it's it's, I'm, uh, used,
2: I'm used to it and it's I'm unbelievable
1: i had to have it same thing driving home last night same thing these guys flying by you driving in today flying by on the motorcycles leaving you basically oh, no i used
2: to do a bronx piece Two hundred miles an hour. What? Two hundred uh, um, miles an hour going by me on these sport bikes. Wow, it's yeah. amazing. It's like, I, I mean, and hey, listen, that's another yeah. that's something else altogether. Anyway, distract me. But, Look, you know, the
1: Giants. Do, the Giants do have a plan. I mean, I think that they have a clear plan here, and I would trust Joe Shane. Execute that plan, and I trust him to be smart and not reckless and disciplined. And I think the Giants at the trade deadline were disciplined. Look, they get Galladay back. Who knows? Maybe Galladay can, uh, you know, do something of of significance this week or moving forward and help them out and be the receiver that they're looking for. Uh, Maybe they, uh, you know, I I doubt it with the Odell Beckham Jr. But you never know. Maybe there could be a reunion there. I trust Joe Shane and Brian Dable leading things, though.
2: You know, I don't think Odell's the right player right now for us. You know, I like agree. Like uh, I don't, I don't want him here. I'm yeah. just, you
1: know, just referencing that, just mentioning the name.
2: Yeah, I just, you know, I, I think if if Gallaudet can come back and give us something on that contract, that that unbelievable inflated contract, you know, that would be nice. You know, I just, and we're in the right direction. Everybody, calm down. You know, it's it's like, you know, but next year is going to be as is great either because from what I'm looking at, you know. We don't. We don't have a lot of options for next year, right? So, you know, it, it's just it, it's looking at the facts, you know. And 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 to, and to kill these, we have we've had two year general managers and and, and coaches for how long? Except so for Gattelman, I mean. And look what he's done to the franchise.
1: Yeah, well, they have been bad, and that's the thing, John. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. That's what has uh, has to make you feel good about where the Giants are at. That. And I know everybody wants to win now. And like I said, they should be in the postseason. And these next two weeks are going to be huge, taking care of teams that they are better than and going to be favorites over. They're six and a half point favorite over the Texans. They're going to be favorite over the Lions following that. They got to win these games going into that Dallas game, and anything is possible. It's still right there in front of them. Haven't played Philadelphia yet. They could still win the division. Now I don't think they will, but they still could. It's all right there for them. But big picture, long term, you have to feel good. You certainly feel good about Brian Dable. I mean, he's proving himself this year. And I feel good about Joe Shane being smart enough, disciplined enough to put this organization in a spot where they can sustain success. That's the goal. That's where you want to get to sustain success. Draft well. Have those guys? You know, you got to draft players that are going to be starters for you. Maybe not everybody's going to be an impact player, but you got to draft some starters. You hit in the draft year after year after year. Look what could happen. You've seen it with Joe Douglas and the Jets. Giants are way ahead of schedule with these six and two year, which is fun, by the way. A Fun season in a completely rebuilding year. It beats being two and six and being totally irrelevant. We've got games to watch here. Even if they slip up a little bit, they're still going to be in it. They're still going to be in a playoff spot or in the mix for a playoff spot in the NFC. 877-337-6666. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good
4: morning, Stewart. Hey, good morning, Sal. How are you? How are you, Stewart? Not in a good mood today. What
1: happened? What do you mean, not in a good mood?
4: Well, you can ask Mike. I'm not going to say it on the air. Okay. Um, but I'm glad I'm happy about the on winning that was a good thing and um For who I'm an fan remember
1: oh oh this uh, year were you were you ever a ranger fan what were you ever a ranger
4: fan from sixty two to the time the on came in
1: oh okay, yeah, so you were back and forth. No,
4: not back and forth. The Islanders didn't exist in 1962. And who was I going to root for? The Montreal Canadiens? Please. Not happening. Uh, But I'm happy about the Islanders. And what was that about the Yankees, what happened with the Yankees yesterday? I didn't catch that.
1: Well, what do you mean, Brian Cashman just met the media? Nothing really happened. I mean, he was just saying that. Essentially, they're waiting on Aaron Judge. What do you mean? What happened? What I miss? What are you talking
4: about? Oh, I'm just saying. I thought something might might have happened major that would have been interesting. But when anything Brian Cashman says is not interesting, he's going to bring back the same crew. No, what? what, The the thing that bothered me.
1: Yeah, the thing that bothered me with Cashman was. Just that the Yankees seem to be in a spot where they are waiting on Aaron Judge as opposed to being the aggressors, and it's just like, well, he might get more money somewhere else, and then we're gonna have to move on to Plan B. It doesn't seem like the Yankees are being uh, proactive. Well, I mean, they already screwed it up in the first place because they well, should they, have they should have they, had
4: him. They should have they should have given him the three hundred million a little bit more in the, before the season. Well, right. If they would they, this whole mess
1: if they offered him three hundred million before the season.
4: He would have taken it, correct? And uh, he wouldn't have bet on himself. But they made it, They insulted him, and he said, "Watch this." And what he do, do? Okay, you cannot. you cannot be mad or no, not mad. Disappointed in Aaron Judge for the postseason. That happens to everyone. Right it happens everywhere, but if the but Yankee fans booed him though that's disrespectful, yeah, agree right,
1: after hitting sixty two homers, you think I mean, I thought it was a little disrespectful myself,
4: it was, and that, definitely one thing uh if he didn't do what he did during the regular season, they went they might not have made the playoffs, right, they might not have made the playoffs.
1: Well, he know. was their team. I mean, he was yeah. the guy. He was,
4: he was the guy all year long. He was the guy. And the thing is, because he had a bad postseason, people say, oh, he didn't. They didn't perform. Mickey Mantle didn't perform in the postseason every year, did he? In the World Series? No. Did uh, Dave Ruth, No. All of them didn't do.
1: No, I don't but remember. Jordan- you were around to see that, not me.
4: No, Mickey Mantle has some bad World Series. Hmm. Not, not many. Maybe one or two. Hmm. But uh, uh, well it's
1: bound to happen in a seven-game series. I mean, it's bound to happen.
4: Uh huh. And the thing is, they they booed him, and they they booed everybody. The, the fans, all fan bases, boo their star players when they don't perform up to expectations. Right. Right. And the thing is. He's got they, these fans got, but the Yankees by not being proactive and going, going into going and trying to make it happen before the season. Now look where they are. They're in a conundrum where they can't even, they don't even know how to get out of it because they are so in tune with the analytical stuff, and they they can't, uh, they have to stop the analytics so much. You can use it to a certain extent, but they're not going to do that. You have the wrong people in charge and the wrong people in place to make it work.
1: Yeah, it's too reliant. You, we, Did we talk about this yesterday, Stuart, with the Jeter yeah.
4: comments? Right, yeah, with the Jeter comments, yeah. Because I think Derek Jeter makes all, all the sense in the world because he knows how to play the game and he knows what the inner mechanizations of the game are.
1: Right, well, exactly. I think he's the perfect balance of a guy who respects the data and the analytics and the information but also can put a human feel to it where he talks oh, about the heartbeat and I, knows I, you know, knows what it takes to win because he right. did it.
4: He did it. That's, but that's exactly what the Yankees need. With the human feel.
1: He is exactly he, what they need. You're exactly he right. He's what they need. Oh and by the way he's one of the great Yankees of all time so he is exactly what they
4: need. And Exactly what the players would respect. He, well, would, he would get the most respect out of every But anybody. he
1: doesn't He doesn't need that. He needs the manager to be able to get that. But well, I don't trust
4: what, you know, would, whether it's Mattingly
1: would, or somebody else.
4: He would make it work with any manager because he knows how to communicate with them. You need communication. You don't need somebody to be a yes man or somebody to be somebody who's going to ask or go along with anything you say. He would know how to communicate with a manager, and I do think they need to change Boone. I do need, I do need, I do think they need to change Boone. I don't know who they would bring in. My suggestion was Tony Pena, but I don't know if he would be interested at this point in time.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I what don't do you think know about I mean, Tony Pena. Uh, I mean, he's okay. Uh, I don't know if he would be my first choice, but they're not moving on from Boone Stewart. And thank you for the call. Boone is going to be here. Boone and Cashman, your guys, Stewart, they're going to be here. I mean, Tony Pena was all right. I mean, we probably moved on from that. I like the idea right now. Again, it's not going to happen. I don't even know why we're talking about it, although I guess really not much else to talk about that's actually happening other than the speculation of where Judge, where DeGrom are going to end up, what other moves would the Mets and Yankees make. Me, the dream combination, does it get any better than this? Jeter, front office, whether it's president or GM, and Dom Mattingly in the dugout. That's a Yankee fan's dream. Are you kidding me? You've got the 80s, 90s, 2000s covered. Jeter and Mattingly. And how great would it be to see them rise to prominence again in the Yankees organization? And Donnie Baseball bringing the World Series back to Yankee Stadium for a change. Oh, man, I love it. And the, the reason why I love it, it's not just a nostalgic, foolish hire like the Colts made, for example. It would be a legitimate hire. These guys have done it. They did it in Miami. And if they had the opportunity to do it with the proper resources in New York, imagine how far Derek Jeter could take this team. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
0: She lives for me, says she lives for me, ovation, who won't motivation. She comes out and she goes to me, and I make you smile like a drug for you. Do whatever what you want to do, coming over you. Keep on smiling what we go through. One stop to the rhythm that divides you. And that you kind you of I
1: speak to back on a the is the number to call. Just trying to pick up another. Jets defense is out there. I don't know if they got dropped or what, but somebody, I guess, put a claimant on them, uh, even though with the bye week. So I was going to scoop them up real quick. Nah, I'm getting screwed. I, I can't stand fantasy. Next year, especially with the three teams, I am down on one team next year. That is it. No more. I can't manage it. It's too much. No more. I seem to recall you saying something similar last year. Yeah, I know. It's, the pandemic screwed me up because I was so starved for sports. I had successfully cut ties with fantasy football. And then the pandemic happened, and then when sports came back, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get into it. I want to be back in. I just need sports. I was dying without it. And then one team turned into two, and now two was turned into three, and now I'm cutting back. I cannot successfully manage three different teams. It's too much. I don't know how you guys do it. Some people out there, oh, I got four or five teams. It's insane. Two is a lot. And then you're playing against yourself. And, you know, one league, obviously, you got some guys going. The next league, you're playing against those same guys. It's stupid. I can't do it anymore. Not three. I think one league. I'm going to cut it down to one league and dominate that one league. That's the plan. Three is impossible. Plus, I remember I, I, the, the reason why I knew I had to quit, I was setting my alarm for three in the morning so I could hit the waiver wire to pick up, you know, a, a, the Seahawks defense on a buyer, whatever it was years ago. That's a problem. At least doing the overnights, I don't have to do that anymore. Anyway, I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Fantasy is just not for me. At least not three teams. 877 337 Ron is calling from Patterson. What's up, Ron?
3: Hi, Ron. How, good morning. how
1: are you, Ron? Good morning.
4: Well, good, how are you? Eh, not bad. I have a, uh, an idea floating in
5: my head. I want to know what your opinion is on it. Mm-hmm. Like what, do you, what do you think about the Mets possibly making a run for Ben Attendi, especially if they lose Nimmo?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't love the idea of Ben Attendi with the Mets. I like him for the Yankees a little bit. Why not just bring back Nimmo at that point? If I'm going to lose Nimmo, I want to get significantly better than Nimmo. I don't think Ben Attendi is that.
5: Uh, What about possibly bringing both of them in? And then maybe moving on from Kana.
1: Well, I mean, I think they could move on from Canna potentially. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, with the idea that they're going to bring in both Nimmo and ben Attendee. ben Attendee. is a good player. Here's what. Here's why I think he's a better fit for the Yankees than the Mets. What does Ben Attendee do? What is his strength in your mind?
4: He's a contract hitter, possibly a leadoff hitter.
1: Right, and that hits for a high average. What do the Yankees need more of?
5: Uh, they definitely need more contact.
1: Correct. What do the Mets need more of? They need more power. Correct. That's why I don't want Ben Attendee, and I don't think he's a good fit, and thanks for the call, Ron. I think he's a better fit for the Yankees. The Yankees need a hitter like Ben Attendee in their lineup because they have power. The Mets need power. Now, that being said, if you tell me they're going to get Trey Turner, he's a guy that can provide a little bit of pop. Let's say 20 homers. He could drive in runs. He's going to hit 330 or 320, whatever. For I average this year, had a bad year. I think it was 298. He's going to score 100 runs. He'll steal 30 bases. And he can play great defense, whether it's at second base. You hope maybe he can move to the outfield if they wanted to do that. The the Mets can do better than Ben Attendee and they need more power. The Yankees, Ben Attende's a perfect fit. And if I'm the Yankees and they can't get Ben Attendee for whatever reason, or let's say they miss out, you know, Judge goes somewhere else, I think Nimmo would be would also be a good fit. and you're not gonna get Nimmo and Benatendi, one or the other. But I think Nimmo would be a terrific fit for the Yanks. Lefty bat, he could hit easily twenty five homers in Yankee Stadium. Guy's gonna walk a lot, work the count, put good, you know, put the bat on the ball. I'm not sure what Nimmo's situation is gonna be here. He's in a similar spot with DeGrom as far as the you know discussions. It's not like it was with Edwin Diaz where, hey, he wanted to be back, the Mets wanted him, boom, get a deal done. I think Nimmo and his agents are gonna want to test and see what his value is gonna be. Christopher is calling from Jackson Heights. What's up, Christopher?
6: Yeah, not much. How about yourself? How's eh, it going?
1: Yeah, not bad. You're a little tired, but I'm all right. <laughs>
6: all right, that's good. Yeah. I don't know if uh, you recall from maybe it was last week or so that I, I spoke about the sanitation thing. So I did I did the test, and so far it feels good. I I think I did I did well. So mm. you know, I just wanted to give you an update on that.
1: Well, know. all right. Well, when well, you, you have a re- right, when but- you have a result, let me know the update. All right. Right now you're in the waiting zone, which is never fun.
6: That's true, that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what I wanted to speak about is this whole new contract with Diaz, and uh, maybe you could uh, agree with me on this, but with relievers, it's always a year-to-year base. I don't know if five years is something that I agree with. I, I would have liked them to return, and obviously he's back with the team, but maybe like on a two- or three-year contract, but five years, is I don't know. I'm usually on the on the positive side with uh, you know with the Mets, but this one I don't know if I agree fully. I don't know what your take is on it. Well, they weren't going to be able
1: to. They weren't going to be able to get him for that. They weren't going to be able to bring know? Diaz back for two years. Right, right. That's the problem. Yes. I mean, I I know what you're saying. I mean, I'm, you're saying that you don't think that um, you know it's you, you could trust the fact that he's going to be. Great for the next five years. Well, guess what? He wouldn't have signed a deal. He was getting that on the open market. I mean, Diaz was going to get more than he might have gotten more than what the Mets gave him. So he was he at least got market value.
6: Yeah, I don't know. I just when when I heard about it, I was like, all right, that's that's great. We got him back, and you know, I wish I wish him well. I'm I'm hoping that he does repeat exactly what we did last year and, and does uh, for the next uh, couple of years. It's just with relievers is so tough, and and again, I have to think about the free agency for the Mets. Mm. This is going to be so challenging. Like I, I've, I personally never seen so many free agents on one team, and it's just like all over the place. So it's just something both exciting and and worrisome on on both ends. So well, I, I, that's the take I wanted.
1: Yeah, there's a lot there, and I appreciate the call, Christopher. Thank you for checking in again. Good luck with those results there. They got the closer locked up. Now they're going to be focused on DeGrom. After that, they'll be, or maybe during that, they'll be looking at Nimmo and other options to fill out the lineup. I think you're going to see them go cheaper options in the bullpen with younger guys potentially. I mean, maybe guys on one or two-year deals just to fill it out, but that's not anything that's going to cost you any money outside of Diaz. The Mets paid Edwin Diaz. They're not paying anybody else in that bullpen. They're going to have to figure that out. Now, that's something you could improve in season two, or at least we thought, uh, going in last year, and it really turned out that the Mets didn't. Um, but anyway, they should be able to build a bullpen in season. They should be able to piece that thing together. More importantly, they got to figure out the offense and the starting rotation. Now, look, they know they're going to spend. They'll be able to bring some guys up, maybe make a trade or two. Look, maybe... A guy like Eduardo Escobar, who I like and wouldn't mind seeing here whether it's as a DH, whether it's as a third baseman, whatever. But maybe they feel like Beatty's ready to be the everyday third baseman going into camp, and they could save there and then trade Eduardo Escobar. And now you're getting some of that money back that you could use elsewhere. You know, there are options. Obviously, at catcher, they could have Francisco Alvarez come up and be the catcher, catcher slash DH And save there. And they're still not paying a lot for Alonzo, McNeil. And you look around at the Mets position players outside of Lindor, you know, they've got guys not making a ton of money. Really, they're paying the pitchers. They're going to have to pay Alonzo and McNeil eventually, but right now they're not. But I, two things. One, I fully trust that Steve Cohen, Billy Epler are going to put together another quality team. How it happens, who it's going to be with, don't know. But they will put together another quality team that is capable of going out there and competing legitimately to either win the division, get a playoff spot, or potentially go through the postseason and get to a World Series. That's the goal. Obviously, the goal is to always win a World Series, but you got to build a team that has a chance to get there consistently. And I think that's what they're going to do, just a matter of how. And when you talk about Diaz, I get it. Believe me, nobody in this town ripped Diaz more than I did in 2019. And I think that just closers, bullpens, they're fickle. In general, even the best of closers fall off after a year or two. But this is a deal the Mets had to make. And I think they actually got a reasonable value. I mean, closers aren't that expensive. $100 million bucks nowadays is like, I don't know. For the way Diaz performed, you could argue he was their MVP last year. You get him for five years, 100 million bucks, that's not bad. Would he have gotten a little bit more on the open market maybe, but he wanted to be here. And the Mets made sure he was the he's the highest paid closer in the history of the sport, highest paid relief pitcher in the history of the sport. You just better hope that he does what he did last year again because I don't see any way the Mets can survive without
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
1: Sal back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Continue with your calls. You're going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. 877-337-6666 is the number. Miriam's calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Miriam?
3: What do you know? I told you it would be Oh, congrats
1: you on time. your Islanders, Miriam. Congrats. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Yeah. Have you I got any of
1: Podvin socks?
3: I, I'm very proud of them. They're hmm. really good.
1: Yeah. So you should be. The Islanders have been great.
3: Yep. And I think this was a repeat of last time. Remember, I told you it would be a repeat of what happened the first time? It was.
1: Yeah, except with the different goalie. They did come back, and, right, Sorokin played the first game between these two.
3: Yeah, that's right. And
1: now Varlamov gets the job Mm -hmm. done. But, look, the Islanders coming back against the Flames the other night. Then they come back against the Rangers last night, down 3-1 in the third period. Yep. They've been Mm -hmm. impressive.
3: Yep, they've been really good. I want to give you a tip, though. If the Rangers are going to play the Red Wings and they put in the goalie from Finland, he's real good. He beat the Islanders on Saturday.
1: Rangers just played the Red Wings the other day and lost in OT.
3: Yeah, well, this time I don't know if they'll win against this Finnish goalie they have that plays really good.
1: All oh, right, do they go into Detroit now? They get two games road trip before they come back home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: The other thing too is that the Islanders never give up on a game. They always play and they keep playing till the very end.
1: Right. Well, it's nice to see for a change because last year, <laughs> as you know, was dreadful. Ugh.
3: Oh, it was terrible there. That stupid road trip for 13, it was terrible. Yeah. And I'm very proud of them. I really am. This is this is going to be a good... We're going to have a playoff hockey in New York.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping we get it with both teams, Miriam. How great would that be? Although, from a Rangers perspective, I'm not sure I want to see the Islanders in the playoffs this year. <laughs>
3: Well, you know what? We can't even laugh because the Devils even have more points than the Islanders are. Yeah, maybe we they get all three.
1: Maybe we get all three. Is it sustainable yeah, with the Yeah, that Devils? would be fun. You know more than that me about really the Devils. Fun. I have not paid any attention to them other than the where they are in the standings.
3: Yes, but I'm saying it would be good for mm. the city because it would be very good for people from all three places to have playoffs. Yeah, it'd it would be like 1994 all
1: over again, and that's exactly what I want. 1994
3: all over yeah. again. Well, <laughs> I have a feeling. We'll see what happens.
1: Get the Capitals you know, in there, too. I want the Islanders oh, in the first oh, round. Yeah, I want the Islanders. Now, I don't know if it could work like this because of the way the new you know format setup is. But no. I want the Islanders in the first round. Then I want the Capitals. Then I want the Devils. Is Vancouver any good? Let's get Vancouver in the cup finals yeah, as well. Yeah, baby.
3: We'll see. Yeah. But right now, the Islanders have more points. I'm very proud of them. They're doing a great job. One thing I want to ask you mm-hmm is you were talking about the Mets before. If the Mets decide to keep whoever they have now, they should bring up Alvarez as the catcher because I'm not terribly fond of Buchanan or whatever his name is. I, I think Alvarez has never caught. He was pinch hit, but he never really caught a whole game.
1: Right. Well, they're going to have to make a decision. I think the Mets are going to move on from James McCann, but that's just a gut Uh-oh. feel. They, you know, Still, Tomas Nito could be a a decent backup or a decent yep. catcher for them in split time. With Alvarez, at some point, Alvarez is going to have to come up here and catch a little bit. Now, I do think they're going to probably use him too. as a DH, but you know, you'd like yeah. to see him catch a little bit.
3: I agree. I think that would be helpful mm-hmm. because in that way, you will have a good catcher and, and need a bunch too. He well, the, the, the,
1: the problem is that they Alvarez is not ready or wasn't ready this year to be a defensive catcher. He couldn't handle the staff.
3: Yeah. That's yeah. the issue.
1: Now you would hope maybe by next year after spring training he's ready to yeah. at least learn and be a part-time catcher, but I'm not so yeah. sure. I don't know what the time frame is going to be on that. Maybe they want to see a little more development from Alvarez yeah. as far as handling a staff. You, know, you can't bring a guy like that up if he's not ready to handle a staff that is, you know, with Max Scherzer and who else, you know, maybe DeGrom potentially. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, Miriam. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you too.
1: And thank you for the call. Good luck or congrats to your Islanders. Robles is calling from Harlem. What's up, Robles? Hey, what's going on? Outside? How are you doing? Man, yeah, not bad. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good.
5: Hey, so first, on, on Trey Turner, man, I, I would love to see Trey with the Mets, but I think the whole Jacob on the ground thing it plays a role. You know, um, I think the team to look out for, man, is, is the Phillies because I think eventually we'll end up in Philadelphia. And – you know, if the Angels end up being kind of, like, played up next year, one player you'd be careful with going to the Phillies also, who mentioned he wants to be a Philly, is Mike Trout.
7: So right.
5: I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, with the Mets, man, I, I, I think, and this might sound kind of kind of weird, Sal, man, but I think one player, they, I think they should sign, if Nemo leaves, who's under the radar, and his price range won't be sold so much. How you feel about Cody
1: Bellinger, man? Yeah, I don't know. Eh, nah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I don't love it. You know, yeah. you I mean, would you take a flyer on him? Sure. I mean, you have to be disappointed in the way his career is kind of falling off here. Yeah, I
5: think after that um that shoulder injury that happened I think in the World series that happened like a fluke, like on the right. Um, but um with the with the shift being banned and and I think um so feel in the city field moving into the right field wall, I'm thinking maybe they used to give it a fly. I mean, at, at worst. You know, at worst, I'm just thinking, because there's not much out there. So besides Otani, he's not going nowhere. Well, he might be traded.
1: I mean, maybe he gets traded at the trade deadline. I mean, you're not sure about what's going to happen with him there. I just, before I start settling on guys, I need to see what's happening with the top guys. And I'm not a huge Nemo guy. And look, Bellinger, I mean, I guess he's a guy you would, it might be worth the flyer, but he's only had one really great year. Other than that, I mean, I guess his rookie year, too, so you got to count that. He did have 39 homers. Uh, Well, no, so two two good years because his rookie year, 39 and 97, he hit 267. Then his great year was 2019 where he had 47 homers, 115 ribbies, 305. So those first three years were solid, two great years of his first three, and since then he's been a mess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a, he hit a buck sixty-five in twenty twenty-one, oh, in wow. ninety-five games, and he hit a, a two ten in one hundred and forty-four games this year, and that's and the power was down. Twenty-nine home runs combined the last two years. Oh man! I mean, Bellinger Whew. is no. I'm not, I'm not. I would not go down that road. The Mets got to do better than some kind of reclamation project or hoping that they could get something out of him.
5: So, man, I also I, I see maybe Texas maybe overpaying for, for
1: Jacob. Yeah, I don't think he's going to Philly. I know he mentioned Philly. Whatever. I I I could see Texas, I could see Atlanta. Here's the thing, I and I, maybe I'm in the minority here, Robus. I really don't care where he goes if it's not here. Yeah, you know why why worry about it? If he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. I know, and thank you for the call. I know that the Mets now are in a spot. Where if they want a player, they will offer them a significant amount of money. They will offer them a more than fair deal, if not a fair deal. And will it always be the most money? I don't know. If they want somebody, then I would believe that the Mets could get that player. Assuming that that player is open to coming to New York. Nobody thought Max Scherzer would ever even have the Mets on their radar, and yet he came to New York. Why? Because he met with ownership, like Steve Cohen and Alec Cohen, and he liked their money a lot. They paid him. That's how it works. And I think it speaks volumes to the confidence now that Mets fans have in their organization. I mean, I feel it. DeGrom may not want to be with the Mets, but they're still in play regardless because they're going to be able to offer, if not the most money. And obviously they could offer the most money, but it depends on what they want to do. If not the most, it's going to be right there. And then maybe make him choose. And maybe they come up another year if they needed to go to the extra year to get him. You know, who knows the exact specifics on how it's going to play out. But point is the Mets are in a possession as an organization, with their resources, that they shouldn't have to be settling for less than. They should be going all in for as many big-time players as they could get. I don't know if they could afford DeGrom and Trey Turner, but that would be, I mean, you think about it. You put DeGrom back in that rotation, and you have Scherzer, DeGrom, Tyler McGill, David Peterson, Carlos Carrasco. And then you get Trey Turner for that lineup. Now, you'd be losing Nimmo, but you're adding a lot more with Trey Turner. He's just simply better in many categories. You do that, I think you're good to go. Eric is calling from Ron Conk. good morning, Eric. Morning, well, Sal. So. Uh, oh, another Islander fan. I mean, we got to hear from all the Islander fans this morning. <laughs>
7: I uh, Well, look, there wasn't much else to really go with yesterday. Quite honestly, um, you know. But uh, I mean, I'm all I'm all you know. Uh, Kyrie Irving, doubt you know. Uh, I'm not that big into the basketball anyway. But uh, although I did I did see something that uh, the, the person who produced that movie is. Uh, you know, backing uh, Kyrie, which you uh, know, whatever. But um, you know, but yeah, I mean, look, I, let's let's be honest. I mean, uh, you know, I I, I messaged you yesterday. I thought it was strange that you know, first of all, all the, all the games between the Rangers and Islanders are are up, or or I should say completed before uh, New Year's even comes around, which is very very unusual. You know, I mean, yeah, such stupid. a rivalry. And, and yeah, and it's only three games too. Which I thought was strange. I mean, I don't know came up with the schedule. Uh, uh, I thought that was a little weird because usually it's four as as a minimum mm-hmm. uh, to go. You know, two in each uh, building. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was a little weird. I mean, it's not even like they have uh, like an Olympic break, uh, you know, this, this season or anything. So I just just thought that was a little. Uh,
1: yeah, three uh, games day. Three games is lame, and the fact that they're all before Christmas stinks. So we'd like to see this more often. Now, maybe we get in the postseason, but, I mean, you got to wait a long right. time for that. May is a long way away after December 22nd.
7: Well, they, well exactly right. I mean, uh, yeah, because then, then you go on a long stretch, and then, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know what, uh, uh, as far as the, them playing the Devils, uh, you know, breakdown is. I haven't looked that deep into it, but uh, – you know, but but you're you're right. I mean, this is this is kind of what I was hoping for last season. It didn't work out. that all three teams could, could really do well and, and, and fight it out. You know, for uh, positioning uh, at the end. And let, let's hope it carries through. I just you know that's the only thing you can hope for. But uh, but yeah, you know, it was nice. It was nice to see. I mean, much to your chagrin, you know, nice to see it. Then pull out the win. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a great win. It's but, a
1: great win for the Islanders and a bad loss for the Rangers.
7: But the, you know, it's interesting though. I mean, I saw a lot of chatter about that last goal uh, from, uh, oh boy, uh, uh, Anders Lee. You know, mm-hmm. the, the oh, because of the penalty. The yeah, I the mean, but the, uh, the, 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 Yeah, the ref was right there though. I mean, uh, he, he got a, a good look at it. I, I you know, he, he could have. I, I personally didn't have a problem with it. I mean, if it's if, if it's obvious, I mean, I'll, I'll call it out. You know, I'd say it should have been called, but uh, I, I, I don't really have an, a, an issue with them not calling. It. So uh, the, the, the very fact that they came back to, to tie it, I think, speaks volumes anyway. So uh, I don't know. They, they, they seem like they're struggling a little bit, the Rangers, but uh, I, I think they'll uh,
1: Well, they I are. I mean, they yeah. are struggling a little bit. And we talked about this, Eric, and thank you for the call. They are struggling a little bit because Igor Shosturkin has not been the same. That's an issue. I mean, you want to throw in Kreider as well, although we did get a goal last night, and it was kind of a, an accidental goal where he didn't get it as cleanly as he would have liked to hit the heel of his stick and still went in on the power play. It looked initially like a vintage Kreider goal from last year, but he didn't get it cleanly, which has to be frustrating, but still, nonetheless, it was a goal. But Kreider, Shesterkin, they have not been the same, and that's been an issue for the Rangers, but they'll be fine. Now, it stinks losing the Islanders, especially the first two of only three meetings, but they'll be fine. I trust Drew to, to fix whatever the issue is with the roster, and I assume and trust that Chesterkin will get back to his winning ways the way that he was last year. Now, not know if he's going to be as good as last year, but he still should be a top goalie.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.